The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. America, you've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about kumbaya and flat earth insanity. Stand up comedy? You want stand up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit down comedy. It's time for Coffee with the Dog. You make me laugh. Probably not. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take it back in the movie. Bang with the boom bang. Yeah, I get it. Wait, what's that? You like, did you tune in and hear me go, ow, real men with duct tape. Good morning, people of Earth. Oh, it's Monday. Are you ready for a Monday? It is Monday, August 21st, 2023. I could complain, but I shouldn't complain because I don't have, I don't know, hurricane, earthquake, tornado, shockinado. People out in California, listen, wow, I had a terrible night and a terrible morning. My coffee machine is broke, all that kind of stuff. But when you think in perspective of what's going on out west, holy fuck, they got it tough out there, you know? And I know a lot of people (laughs) don't have room in their heart for California or Hawaii. I mean, paradise, come on, you you where the sun shines and everything's good all the time, but everything's not all uh, good all the time. And right now, they are going through some shit. Like, you know, first of all, you don't name a, uh, don't ever name hurricanes after Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that was bad news right from the start. Uh, name it, I don't know, name it Marjorie, like after Marjorie Taylor Greene. Then you know what to expect. And then it's just full of hot air and it blows away eventually. Uh, not to make a joke about it, but listen, we went from last week wildfires in Hawaii that the QAnon people are claim were claiming and still are claiming was started by uh, either Chinese uh, <laughs> space lasers, not Jewish space lasers. They're different. Although Jewish people like Chinese food, right? <laughs> um, 
but they also these uh, energy, uh, whatever energy spikes or something, some kind of weapon, energy weapon that China was supposedly using to start the wildfires. Now <clears throat> they switch conspiracy theories with the hurricane earthquake, Chacanado, in uh, Los Angeles, California. The theory now, and it's it's even hard for me to even wrap my dopey little sleepless brain around this stuff, is that the people who want to convince you, 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 and you, and over there in the corner there, that guy, they want to convince you that climate change is real, are doing this. They're using now these uh, energy weapons to start hurricanes and earthquakes and wildfires to convince you that uh, climate change is real. It almost hurts the brain to think about this. They're going through all this trouble just to be right. Like, if the people who are... If we can be clear here about some things... People who are activists about climate change um, care about the planet. They do it because they, you know, they want to. They, they want to save the planet. They're not going to go blowing up the planet or burning it down just to prove a point that they were right. You have to, you have to think that they, everybody thinks like you, because people who are climate change deniers would do anything to prove they're right, say anything to prove they're right. So climate change is real. We can argue, we can debate about whether we can do anything to stop it or ha- well, whether we have the, any power to control it whatsoever. We can argue about that. But if you're fucking arguing that the climate isn't changing, you're just being a thick-headed dope. You're not. You're not paying attention to what's going on around you. So we have earthquakes in the middle of a hurricane. Now, it's typical out here when we have hurricanes to spawn small tornadoes. Never earthquakes. But wildfires, earthquakes, tornadoes, we've had them all before. But not in this kind of proximity, not this time of year. Well, this time of year is for hurricanes, but it's usually on this side of the the country, not on that side of the country. So, um, the theory now, QAnon theory, that they are pushing is that people like me are doing this. Not, Not me, necessarily, but people like me who believe in climate change, believe the climate is changing. We're doing this just to prove, just to get you to say we're right. We are burning down Hawaii. We are causing somehow causing hurricanes, massive hurricanes uh, to hit um, Los Angeles, and we're causing earthquakes. Just to prove a point, just so you will say we're right, because we want to be right about everything. The most insane fucking conspiracy theory to ever come down the pike. But there will be others. 
what's going on with all that? How many people have loved a thousand people still lost in Hawaii, missing in action, not unaccounted for a thousand people. Biden is supposedly going there today. What's he going to do? Words. Words won't fix anything, but it's a little late. And I, I, you know what? I guess better late than never, I guess. But, um, I was pretty critical of him last week for not doing it. Listen, I know it's only words. It's only words. But when people are panicking, sometimes, or people are destitute, words of don't worry, we're going to make it right, we're going to take care of you, even if it's a lie, can get them through a day. And generally it is a lie. Because, you know, FEMA and the federal government don't really solve your problems. And maybe we shouldn't expect them to. That's a whole other argument. That's politics, and I ain't going there. Uh, let me, uh, I just want to read something. Give me a second, one, one second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I just read that, and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my coffee machine broke. But that's not the the worst of it. Uh, waiting on a new bed, and the new bed didn't arrive yesterday, and we threw the old bed out. So I <laughs> sleeping on a couch that feels like a park bench. Fucking torturous night of sleeping. Then I wake up, and my coffee machine. I you know I set up the coffee machine. I go back for a little snooze. I go back, and the coffee machine didn't work. Nothing went on. What's wrong? I'm pushing a button. No, no, light doesn't come on. It's broke. The coffee machine is... The coffee... The coffee machine is broke. How am I supposed to live without coffee? Do you know who you're talking to? Anyway. So I, I had to use the wife's carafe. Carafe. You know, that little one cup at a time maker. And it's not cold coffee. It's not even damn good coffee. It's kind of hot, but it's going to be one of those days. Everything's wrong. The wife had a call at 3 o'clock in the morning. She had to leave and go to her job. Emergency's there. It's just like it's one of those days. It's, a, it's manic Monday. Not manic Monday. It's a depressive Monday. It's panic Monday. Anyway, got through the weekend. Hope you did, too. It, it seems like it's a beautiful day out here. I'm sure it's not out west yet. Although, the day after a hurricane, when the hurricane blows out, it's usually a pretty day. Uh, and I hope I hope things are starting to get back together out there and pulling it together. Saw Joe List's new uh, special on Friday night. Very good. Even though I have seen some of it live in the last six months or so and was prepared and know the material know the cadence know the delivery and all that stuff it was still funny enough that i laughed out loud a real laugh out loud at a youtube video which i don't generally do if i think something is funny i will generally laugh inside when i'm by myself watching the youtube video i'm not going to make a a total jerk out of myself laughing out loud at a youtube video all alone but i did with his I actually, several times, not to the point where I choked, like what I did when I saw him live last, uh, 
and uh, it was so funny that and no, the laughter had died down, and I was still la- laughing and choking on it. Not that, but it was enough that I woke my wife up in the bedroom, just 200 feet from here, laughing out loud. At it. So I highly recommend it. Go see Jolis. Uh, it's free on YouTube. You can donate. You can send them some cashola if you got, but it's completely free to watch. Share it. See it. Share it. Uh, talk about it and support it. Joe, Joe List, I think, is at the really top of his game right now and the top of the stand-up comedy field. Um, so had some interesting gigs uh, this weekend. Uh, played at the Vets VA in uh, the VA in Northport, Long Island, which is a huge facility for Vets. Um, but we brought small system to that because we had a double. We had the Vets thing, and then we had a, a dock party. And uh, so we brought the little system out for the the vet thing, but it wasn't cu- covering it. And Mikey blew up my little my little system, my little personal system that I use for doing acoustic solo gigs. So that was a bummer. He blew it up. He just he needs to hear himself so loud that he turned it up and just blew the speakers out, screaming into his <laughs> screaming into his wireless mic system that it was also turned on ten. Blew it up. So that was that. Uh, and that haunted me, believe it or not, because I feel like we let the vets down because they had shitty sound. Get warm in here. And I got to go turn up the AC. I got a shit to complain about, no matter what. Whoever's got uh, things going on in the world, I still have, I still feel pity for myself. Self-pity which is the wrong attitude to have. Um, so uh, then after we had the dock party, the dock party was kind of uneventful. It's a, it was kind of weird. They were was separated from people by a road or playing across a road, cars driving in front of us, Mr. Softy trucks driving in front of us. And it wasn't a lot of people, and they were separated from us, so it's not like that high-energy thing. We were out in the hot sun. And somebody brought me an ice cold. I mean, ice cold. I'll say it again. Ice cold Heineken in the hot sun. Playing guitar out in the hot sun and already feeling like low energy because they're burnt out in the sun and the people are far away and all that stuff. Ice cold Heineken. And uh, it didn't, they brought over a cooler of ice cold Heineken. And Mikey was like, he looked at it, he was like, well, we need an opener. I was like, I can open that for you. He goes, how? <laughs> Really, how long have you known me that you have to ask how? And he looked at me, oh, you're not going to do it with your teeth. Yeah, pop it off with me. Boom. And it did, and here's your uh, Heineken. Now give me another one for me. And it, But it was ice cold in the hot sun, and I downed that sucker. Nothing, nothing in this universe feels quite as nice as a ice cold beer in the hot sun when you're really thirsty it's just a, it's a magical thing but i downed the whole fucking thing and i was drunk on one heineken because i downed it i just so that put me in a weird state of mind anyway we finished the gig get home and blah 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 and again didn't sleep well uh 
got the bed in the park bench issue. <laughs> it's not a park bench. It's a it's a, a sofa, but it feels like fucking sleeping on a park bench. So I didn't sleep well. And then I had a gig yesterday subbing for Brother Dave at Daisy's uh, Nashville. Now, I am starting to really enjoy doing those. Uh, but it's a, it's a weird crowd. And, um, sometimes your background music and, you know, you, but you gotta get the mindset that people are enjoying it. You know, they are, cause they're not booing, they're not walking out. And then when you finish the song, they politely clap. And I'm like, that's not necessary. That makes me feel weird. In some circles, no, clapping is not what I'm about. I'm not a, I'm not a guy who. I don't know. I don't take any, uh, it feels weird. I don't take any, uh, any value in being clapped at after the song is over. I just want to go from one song into another and clapping. If you do it, you gotta, if you do it once, you gotta do it for every song. Cause the one time you don't do it, I'm going to say, Oh, that one didn't go over too well. I prefer no clapping throughout the whole thing. And then I could just feel like everybody loves everything you do. They're just not clappers. Does that make sense? I don't know if I make sense. I'm not here to make sense. I'm here to drink coffee, and I don't really have good coffee. Got some weird single cup bullshit coffee. It's not real coffee. Last week, Frankie Ray. Oh, by the way, this week I got some really weird guests. Uh, before I get into the... the and an Alec thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, this week I got some strange things going on. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's a, a good one. A- Andrew Kloniger, who's a, a musician and author, uh, will be with me. Uh, then on Wednesday night, I have this Perry, Perry Williams, Francis Perry Williams, who's going to be talking about saving Jesus. He's one, another guy who's going to prove Jesus to me. If you remember Dave the Prophet, proving the existence of God. That was a very interesting show. Uh, highly rated show. Lots of viewers on that. This is going to be Wednesday night. Going to prove to me uh, Jesus stuff. The, the uh, Saving Jesus is the name of his book. Um, and it might get a little contentious. Yeah, So I'm going to uh, put it out there to all my uh, atheist friends and agnostic friends and yeah, if you're a religious person too, if you're a person of faith, you might want might want to check check it out too. Uh, but why do we why do we feel like we have to prove stuff? We have to be right. Like we have to convert people. If you believe in God, you believe in Jesus. Shouldn't that be enough? To, why do you feel like you have to? Because they're told in the book that they have to make believers that they have to convert, they have to save us, help save us. But Jesus doesn't need your help. If you believe in Jesus and he's what he said he was and what you believe he was, why does he need your help? Really? You? Jesus needs your help? I thought he was a super being. He doesn't need your help to convert me. But why? See, I'm stuck with the, this is the part of your religion. I don't mean your religion. I mean your religion. <laughs> um, that really rubs me the wrong way. This whole thing about 
you need to be saved. God created you and he loves you. He loves you all unconditionally, but you got to worship him and you got to admit that Jesus was his son because if you don't admit that Jesus was the son of God, you can't get into heaven and you're going to go to hell. Why? Why is he that insecure that I have to I, again, he's like the the uh the climate deniers <laughs> just want to be right. Um Jesus just wants you to believe in him. And if you don't believe in him, and but you have until the moment of death to call out and say, hey, Jesus, save me, uh, whatever. But why? Anyway, so this guy's going to come on and try to save me. Prove to me that Jesus is real. And I, I say, if Jesus is real, I'll find out. And I don't believe. If there is such a uh, uh, holy trinity or whatever you want to call it uh, that exists as you describe it, talking to the religious people, the believers, if it exists as you describe it, it's not going to be all that vengeful and pissed off that I didn't. Listen, you created me, right? Your God created me. He created me so stupid that I can't get it and he's going to get pissed off at me for being so stupid. No, that ain't how it works. I got a lot of problems with the whole fucking thing, to be honest with you. But, uh, and, you know, they refuse to let go of the childhood vision of the old man in the sky. Got, of course, a white guy with the long white beard, grandpa guy, who's all loving, but also vengeful, and, and vengeance is his. Why, you know, we're not supposed to be. Made us in his image to worship him? That sounds a little narcissistic. I don't know. So that's Wednesday night. And then uh, Thursday night, another night program, Joanne Tyner, who is also a spiritual leader, who's going to be giving me some more of that. And then on Friday during the morning, I have two uh, filmmakers, Mark Sterling. Let me get the other guy's name here. Mark Sterling and Tommy Stovall, who have created a new movie about the devil. It has a couple of names you might know. Uh, I don't know. Dean Kane is the star of the movie. Uh, the woman who plays the devil. You'd know her name. I can't remember what it is. I know it's something with an H. <laughs> uh, I could look it up. But you know her. She's a kind of famous actress. Anyway, uh, I want to talk. Now, Dean Cain is not, I'm not a fan of Dean Cain. I think Dean Cain, he's a, he's maggot to the, to the 10th degree. And... Um, you know, he's obnoxious about it on Twitter, which is still called Twitter, by the way. I'm still, I'm always going to call it Twitter. I'm never going to call it X. But he's like James Woods. If you follow, if you're on Twitter and you know these um, actors, Hollywood people who are on the right, a lot of them can be obnoxious, and I'm sure the ones on the left can be obnoxious too. I don't see them. They're like the algorithm doesn't put them in my face. But James Woods, and I'm going to talk about him too. 
uh, Dean Kane, Chachi, whatever his real name is. Uh, I can't. You know, the Charles in Charge kid. Um, Scott Bile. 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 Bowel. Bile. <laughs> bio. 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 That guy. Um, the Hercules dude. They're all, like, really obnoxious on Twitter. So I want to talk to him about that. Casting Dean Cain in a movie. Are you concerned that people like me, fuck that movie. It's got Dean Cain in it. I ain't watching that. That fucking pain in the ass. And, you know, some people used to like Dean Cain. Uh, I used to like And some people still really like Dean Cain. I don't like Dean Cain. He's a... Uh, it's a buddy with Steven Crowder. That tells you enough. I don't fucking like Steven Crowder one bit. And you can't judge people by who they keep company with, I think. Guilt by association. But not, Dean Cain is an asshole on his, on his own. Anyway, I would talk to him about that. We'll see. It could be a little contentious. We're going to talk about their new movie. Uh, Condition of Return is the name of the movie. It's about the devil. Yeah. So... I don't pick the titles or the subjects of the, but we got a lot of spiritual stuff going on this week. Uh, I didn't choose it. It chose me. Wow. Augie Smith is, uh, just posted some video of, uh, the hurricane stuff going on. Wow. Fucking amazing. Uh, wow. Wait, this, this is from yesterday. Pretty insane. Um, anyway, I'm having some uh, connection issues here. What's going on there? What's going on with the connection issues? I'm going to have to upgrade my whole fucking system here. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about what Frankie Ray, who was here, uh, Frankie Ray, singer-songwriter, was here last week. I think it was Thursday or something. Uh, we're talking about some of the songs that she covers, not just her original stuff. And I brought up Anna Nalick, Breathe, 2 a.m. Breathe. And I went to the YouTube video and watched it to remind myself of the song. And there are two words censored in the song. Censored, cut, you know, silenced, muted, two words. And it was a, obviously a purposeful edit, remastering of the song, because the music is still there. They just silenced her voice saying these two words. What two words? Two words that are harmless in any context, I think. The two words they censored were flask, F-A-L-F-L-A-S-K, flask, like a flask, and sober. Not fuck, not shit, not come on your bunghole. <laughs> flask and sober. Why censor those two words this is what i don't know i haven't gotten to the bottom of it because i was going to do some research earlier this morning but then you know i didn't have coffee and so but i want to uh why i'm gonna <laughs> it's a lot a lot for me to type with one hand over here uh excuse the silence here Uh, ba, 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 ba. Sorry. Let's see if we get an answer here. Uh, 
harmful or dangerous content policies. How is, why does YouTube censor, did YouTube censor it or did her record company censor it? It's on, um, you know, Bebo, Bebo or whatever. It's, a, you know, part of that, ah, when the brain doesn't work, that service that is, it's her record company, but they go through this collection thing that starts with a V. I think it's Vivo uh, on YouTube. I don't, YouTube delete, uh, I got banned from commenting and not able to comment videos. No, no, that's not, that's not what I'm looking for. Why does YouTube censor language? The reason why YouTube is censoring so much uh, are the following the platform is making social engineering the society by uh biasing its content censoring one side of the narrative no not just narrative. flask and sober are not part of any narrative it's lyrics to a song about a guy who was turning 21 two and scary blah 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 no nobody's saying why why did YouTube censor Breathe 2 a.m.? Uh, Google support. Just why I'm curious about this. And aren't you, I mean, and I'm understanding, at least uh, from what Becky said on Twitter yesterday, that they do it to other songs too. It's kind of a trend, uh, harmful, dangerous content. Thing. Extremely dangerous challenges, dangerous or threatening pranks, instructions to kill or harm, hard drug use creation, instructional theft or cheating, hacking. None of none of that flask or sober falls into none of that. You know what? None of that makes any sense to the question. And I don't think I can find out. I don't think there's a real good answer. I'm getting uh, alerts in here and alarms. Um, no, Breathe 2 AM, the debut single of America's singer-songwriter, Ellen Nellick. This is a, a, it's like a 20-year-old song, too. And, I mean, Cocaine, that song, that's not censored. If you want to get down, down on the ground, Cocaine. But they're censoring Flask and Sober, and there's no credits in personal. I'm just looking, there's no, Why? Why? Two two thousand four. So it's a twenty year old song now. Debut, and I, I think that was her one hit, and that was that was all she had. United States only a promotional disc of Breathe Two AM was released in Australia. Oh, so is she Australian? No. Proper CD single was issued, backed by acoustic versions, non-album track Home, and the album track Catalyst. Okay. Uh, no, it seems like it was recorded in California. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, the question is, why are they censoring it? I don't know. And there's nothing on Wiki about that. And then, you know, it's not just other censors. Cool, 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 cool. All right. <laughs> All right. I um, just got a, a confirmation of a booking. 
Dave Landau. You know Dave Landau? Dave Landau is a very funny comedian. He will be here on September 19th. I'm putting this in the books right now. Listen, doing business right now, but I, when something like this just comes, I got to put it in the books. Uh, that's very good. Thank you, James. I will uh, send out the uh, information as soon as I get off of this flying crap mobile. Um, so anyway, and speaking of Stephen Crowder, uh, Dave Landau used to be Stephen Crowder's, I don't know, first chair and the second chair. It's weird because he, he, the main backup, he was the comic relief, supposed comic relief uh, on Crowder's show. But I think his executive producer, that nerdy guy, Nerdy guy, they were all nerdy guys. Uh, was the first chair, and and Landau was the second chair. He got, he was smart enough to get off of that burning ship. This is good. I don't think I'm going to talk to him too much about that because he's probably sick and tired of talking about that stuff. I'm going to talk to him about his comedy and uh, some other things that um interest me about him. Anyway, so that's good news. We just uh, booked Dave Landau here live right now, just in the moment. And Peter Parker will probably, um, Paul P. <laughs> Paul P. will be with us some, probably sometime this week. Uh, I got to get back to him as soon as this flying crap mobile is, is uh, crashed and burned. Anyway, um, so that's curious. Why is YouTube centering just odd words? Anybody got any insight onto that? Eh, just let me know what you think. Why are, flask and sober? But it's and again, according to Becky, it's widespread. It's not just those two songs, that song, or those two words. It's it's words like that in a lot of songs on YouTube. And it's strange. You're singing along, and all of a sudden, the singer gets quiet. The music's still there. You know those lyrics. The other thing that I saw was she Anna and Alec did a performance of that song in Albany, New York. And she was experiencing some laryngitis. And the audience um, volunteered to sing the song. Yeah, that'd be great. And they started singing. The entire audience filled out theater singing her song back at her. Her song. If you have not experienced that, I can tell you that will make you religious. The uh, there is something, and you need to you need to feel this. You need to find a way to feel this. It, and I was thinking about it last night because it's a kind of a heavy, energetic moment. It really is. Even the toughest, grittiest gorilla dude will have an emotional reaction to that. What it's words that you. Especially if <laughs> I'm all over the fucking place. I can't talk this morning. If you are a writer who invests a lot of time in lyrical content and the words are important to you and you feel like you have something to say and then people take enough, and I don't care how big the room is, but they take enough time and energy to learn your lyrics and learn the melody and all that stuff enough that everyone in the room can sing your song back to you. Fucking core-shaking moment. for, And she broke down in tears. And I think I would break down in tears, too. 
Uh, I have had that happen with a much smaller room. I can tell you, it's a fucking religious feeling. It will make a believer out of you. It feels... It feels spiritual in the moment. There's nothing... And there's really no explaining the feeling because unless you do it and and know it, feeling that feeling of people singing your words back to you and getting it right, it's amazing. It's, a, it's an amazing feeling. So good for her. I mean, you know, rock stars have it all the time, you know, in theaters and stuff and in arenas and stuff. And people are singing for the, you know, but they don't sing the entire song. And I think in the arena stuff, those that moment can pass because it's just so fucking big, and you're just having fun and all that stuff. And they don't, and it's not the whole song; it's just generally a verse or a chorus or whatever. They still get it. It's they still get usually they get the energy rush from it, but they don't take in the totality of what all that means. And it's generally fluffy lyrics when when that happens. It's not. Breathe 2 a.m. or 2 a.m. Breathe, whatever the the song is, 2 a.m. or is it Breathe 2 a.m.? I don't know. But that's a really deep personal song, and a lot of people put a lot of meaning into that. And so it's much different than uh, Born to Run, Tramps Like Us, Baby, We Were Born to Run. Uh, That line, and people just singing that over and over. You know, it's a whole different experience. But imagine that in comedy. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> I was thinking about it last night it just wouldn't work but imagine a, a comedian going up on stage and saying he has laryngitis and the audience doing this jokes for him like just put the mic out and let the audience do the jokes <laughs> you, you could never experience that anyway so good for Anna uh, and you know one hit could go a long way and it's good when a, a hit Again, the hit has some meaning, and it's a, it's a it's a meaningful, powerful song for people. Right on, right on, right on, right on, right on, right on. I got. Uh, I don't even want to. Maybe I should just shut the fuck up about uh, about some things. Um, some interesting offers came yesterday, and I'm I have a moment of conflict. That's how, all, all I'm going to say about this. Is really. I got offered a gig that I want, that I deserve, that somebody else, a friend of mine, has. It's his gig. Approached like this. If I get rid of so-and-so, are you interested in the gig? Don't ask me that. It's like... Don't don't ask me that. If you if that's your plan, I don't want to lose a friendship by taking a gig. See, that's not the way to handle it. The way to handle it is first clean out your house and then call me and say I have a gig available. Would you like it? And then it's it's not. I'm looking to get rid of somebody. You want it? Yeah, that's somebody somebody I know. Somebody who's a friend. Uh. No, I don't want. I want. I want it, but I'm not going to say I want it right now. I'm not going not going to say I want it until it's really available, till it's a real thing, till till the deed is done. And it feels a little weird. It feels. I'm trying to explain this to my wife last night. She said, Just take the gig. 
You want it? You you deserve it? Listen, there's a reason he probably is getting fired for it, and that's true. I believe that. There's, you know, nobody gets fired for no good reason. But by the same token, I feel a little guilty taking it. And I shouldn't feel guilty, and that's what I was trying to avoid. I don't want to feel guilty. I want to be happy I got the gig. I had a funny place about it. Anyway, uh, I think I'll play a song and uh, turn up the AC. I, I should probably just end this thing. We're 40, 40 minutes in. It's not much of a show today. Uh, hurricanes out west. I got no coffee. I got to get good coffee. <sighs> Everything. And I got to I gotta uh, make arrangements with um, the guys now, the, the people who just booked for future shows. And it's a Monday. And uh, that's that. I don't know. You guys got anything to say? You have people out there. I see there's lots of people in certain different rooms over there, but not in the chat room. Nobody's in the chat room today. And people feeling quiet. Maybe they're out uh, getting bummed out about stuff. By the way, I don't think I'm going to Bisbee. Uh, I think that's been... Here's the thing with that. Uber. The round trip of for the flight to Phoenix from JFK to Phoenix. I got, I found a uh, round trip that was only 467, uh, roughly $500. Not a bad deal. Okay. So that's a round trip from JFK Uber from my house to JFK. And then the return trip, $525 more than the flight. Ground transportation costs more than the flight. So I'm not going to take an Uber to JFK. So that's out. Then, what is this? New button on. Oh, look at that. Um, then, if I park the car, I park a car at JFK for five days, it comes out to $600. So, that's even more than the Uber. Park, taking your own car with gas and, and stuff and, and then parking being more than an Uber is far more expensive than taking an Uber, and an Uber is far more expensive than the flight itself. So basically, it's that. The only other option is to ask a friend to get up early to drive me to JFK. Now, JFK is a long way. It's a long trip, and it's kind of like asking a friend to help you move. You know that's the last time you can ever ask them for a favor. So I'm not going to Bisbee. I'm just not doing it. It's too hard. It's too far. It's too it's too many complications. And I'm not paying some fucking Uber driver more than I'm paying an airline to take me across the country. <laughs> the airline will take me 3,000 miles for $467. The Uber's only taking me 75, 95 miles, something like that. And they want more. That's ridiculous. Oh, you hear me with a bunch of voices becoming... It's just principle. I know I'm being a little cheap. And I, you know what? I feel like I'm getting a little cheaper as I get older. I was never a cheap guy. But it bothers me to pay. What would you do? That's the question. What would you do? Would you pay the money for the Uber just to do something, something like that? To fly across country or knowing the Uber is costing you more than the jet travel. That bothers me. I don't know. If it doesn't bother you, you're you're a better person than I am. 
I don't feel like paying money. So I'm not going to Bisbee. That's the bottom line over there. Oh, somebody's in the chat. Oh, good morning, Ian. Calfee? Calfee, dog. There are there should be long distances, long distance Ubers where you get the back seat of uh of a drift. You know what would be cool to take it if Ubers were realistic to take one across the country. If they were like normal price, like what would it cost? If you could do round trip to Bisbee, Arizona from here in the back of a car, <laughs> somebody driving it for $467, that would be good. But you can't do that. Anyway, uh, good morning, Miss Bean, the Bean. Um, Kelly, what are you doing? I'm getting emails about Kelly now. Yes, Kelly, I'm getting emails about you. You're wondering what they, what people are saying, aren't you? I'm not going to tell you. But I'm wondering what you're up to. Are you up to evil? Are you up to no good? Are you threatening people? Are you, what are you doing? That's what I, I'm curious about. What's up, Kelly Bean? <laughs> uh, well, Kelly Bean, Jelly Bean. Um, I don't know. I don't know if uh, it's weird for me to be uh, whatever goes on between people. Mr. Beast did a, a coast-to-coast Uber video. He he did. Yeah, well, I'm not Mr. Beast. So what kind of wallet does Mr. Beast have? That uh, would be good. What did it cost, by the way? Did, did, do, you remember, do you remember what the final total was? Coast-to-coast. Dangerous Dave messaged you? Well, that's another one. You mean uh, Dave Sidwell? That's who you're talking about? No. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. I'm not going to say it on air. Anyway. Ooh. What's he saying? A lot. Oh. Oh. Well, you know, Dave drinks. Um. But so do you, and so does everybody else. But I don't know. Dave texts me a lot. He loves me. He loves me. Um, and uh, I, it's weird because it feels like I have a lot of alcoholic friends. And it feels like that 2 o'clock call what you get from my brother. I used to get it from my friend Jeff, who's, who's now dead. Uh, alcoholism killed him. But I used to get 2 o'clock, hey, man, I just want to let you know I love you uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning. The call you don't want to get because you don't want listen, call me. You really have to tell me you love me. Call me when you're straight. Call me during the daytime or not 2 o'clock in the morning, not when I'm sleeping. Wake me up for a phone call to tell me, I just want to tell you I love you, man. Uh, and then... Just say it over and over again for an hour. Like, yeah, I heard you the first 300 times. But that's what it feels like. Well, I know. So I'm sorry you're getting <laughs> uh, the 2 o'clock text, 2 a.m. text from uh, Dave. Yeah, everything goes back to 2 a.m., right? I was talking about the song 2 a.m. Um, he's super nice. Told me about his girl. Yeah, he's super nice. That's what happens when you... When you get drunk and you text somebody or you call them up, they are very nice. Those 
the people that call you at two o'clock in the morning tell you, I, I just want to let you know I love you, man. I, I just, I really, it's really important to me to tell you, man, I love you, man. Yeah, I heard you the first time. Yeah, but I love you, man. Okay. I love Dave. <laughs> but I, once is all I need to say it. He's a good guy. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's uh, you don't mind it if he's he's being very nice and there you go. Told you, uh, told you about his girl. Uh, which girl was that? I didn't know he had a girl at the moment, but uh, yeah, he's a single guy. He's allowed to have a girl. We're all allowed to have a girl. I think I'm allowed to have a girl, and I'm married. Uh, I don't always sleep, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, I didn't sleep last night. I'm getting trained to sleep on park benches because that's probably how my life is going to end. So it's not a park bench. My wife keeps telling me it's a sofa, but it feels like a park bench. Uh, if, if you're just joining me, we threw out the old bed before the new bed came and then the new bed didn't come. So I had to sleep this week at Saturday and last night on a sofa. It feels like a park bench. And then when I say sleep, that's not what I mean. Pretend I'm trying to get to sleep in pain, tossing and turning, thinking the floor's got to be more comfortable than this. Try the floor. No, it's not more comfortable than this. Try the, the park bench again. No, it sucks. I can't sleep like this. So I haven't had any sleep. Probably going to sleep a bit today if I can find a place. Hopefully the bed will come today. The bed doesn't come today. I probably will shoot myself. Oh no, YouTube! I'm not. I'm not breaking. I'm not saying. I'm not glorifying suicide. I'm none of that. I was just joking. <sighs> you know, censor me over that now. Got to be careful what you say, folks. No joking. No joking about suicide. Anyway, I'm going to leave you on on this note. Watch the Joe List special. Fucking hysterical. Joe List is at the top of his game right now. It might be one of the best. I think he, if, in my opinion, he's he's at the top of of the list of current um, stand up comedians. It's really good stuff and prolific in putting out shows. And again, even though I had seen him live doing some of that material, I still laughed at it on a YouTube video. Though it says a lot. It's good material. It's, his delivery is good. Just uh, at the top of his game. Hopefully, we'll get. I'm trying, trying to get some people like that. I'm trying to get Joe, Joe List on. I reached out to him. I know he was on uh, Mike Binder's uh, stand-up comedy world uh, show. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to get him, but I, I try. We'll try. That's all we can do, folks, is try. Anyway, I'm going to go deal with whatever I deal with because I got to deal with it. That's my, my stuff. Uh, and I thank you all for for putting up with me this morning. I know this wasn't much of a show. Nothing here. Tomorrow, uh, Andrew Kloniger, who's a musician, author, will be here. That should be a good show. Although he's not getting here till 10.15, so the first hour, unless I get Paul P. on in the first hour tomorrow, the first hour is going to be kind of a lot like today. Like, what the fuck? I'm just rambling about shit. And I'm not going to get into the whole political stuff today. I know. I know the first few minutes I kind of teetered on politics, but it wasn't really on politics. It was about Biden not showing up for Hawaii until this week, which is a week late, in my opinion. But I know I saw the numbers drop off. The number counter of the audience up there went from like uh, 
18 to 2 the minute I started talking about politics. So I know people piss off when I talk about politics. I can't help it. It's part of the existence of what we're living in. We are in a constitutional crisis right now. And the choices in politics that we have are the worst ever. I'll just leave you with this. That Wednesday night, there's the first Republican primary debate. And Donald Trump's not going to show up. But they probably will have a podium for Trump on, um, set up with the, with the people who do show up. And I, you know what? I, I don't even know all the names of all the people who are going to be on this debate. But they're all, Trump is the front runner, and they're all going to be t- taking shots at Trump who's not going to be there because he's chickening out. I mean, literally chicken it out. And um, I'm wondering if, because he's also said he's not going to make any of them. People know me. Basically, he's hiding. He's hiding like Biden. Uh, but I'm wondering if if they get, just keep focusing on him and just talking about him and the negatives about him, that he'll feel compelled to ha- to have to go in and defend himself on the next one. Uh, that's what I, my prediction is going to be, that that's how it's going to work out. We'll see. But I would recommend, even if you're not a Republican, if you, even if you hate Republicans, watch, watch it so that the ratings aren't that bad. So he, he feels like he has to get it. Listen, he has to be. You can't be the front runner and not participate in the debates. And they could say, that, well, what about Biden? Yeah, what about Biden? What do we got with Biden? You like Joe Biden? Um, anyway, you don't want to, you don't want to be hiding like Biden. Um, I did want to quickly, quickly before I, I got a couple minutes before the hour's up. Sure. Elon Musk with this, uh, taking away the, the power to block people. First of all, uh, people are saying he can't do that if he wants to keep apps on the app stores of Apple and Google Play. Which is weird that Apple and Google have that much power to say you can't have a social media app unless you do what we say, which mean, which includes being able to block people. Which being able to block people is a safety issue. It's important. But the fact that... You can't do an end around, or maybe you can, but it's really tough to self-provision an app. And you know, people aren't going to. You have to self-provision different versions of the app and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm sure Musk can probably figure that out. But the fact that Apple and Google have that much power to say you can't. Now he could always say fuck the apps and just have a website and make people use a browser even on a phone. I think it would lose a lot of of traffic a lot of customers and all that kind of stuff but the hypocrisy of it is this is the beauty of it people yelling at him about the blocking stuff and then musk goes and blocks those people you can't make this shit up james woods who i uh brought up earlier when i was talking about james uh dean kane about you know people were just toxic on twitter or right winger toxic um james wood who was a a uh, big fan of Elon's buying 
uh, Twitter. He said, you know, he wrote several angry tweets at uh, Musk uh, about, you, you know, the blocking stuff. Now I'm going to have all these degenerates and people coming after me. and blah, 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 blah. You can't do that. You're going to ruin this thing. It was better when uh, whatever Jack had, had Twitter and all this stuff. And then uh, Musk said, well, delete your account. And then he went back and forth. And then Musk blocked James Woods. So this is a guy who's saying he's going to get rid of blocking because it serves no purpose. There's no there's no reason to have a block function on Twitter. And then he goes blocking people. You can't get more hypocritical than that. Space count. It's what's good for him. He can block people who are saying anything negative about him. But you can't block crazy people who stalkers and trolls and and you know they could be threatening people all of that you're not allowed to block them but he could block whoever he wants it's the height of hypocrisy um i've been i've wrestled with with getting off of twitter altogether i the fact is i need it i need it for promotional stuff i need it for being able to contact some celebrities and some prospects for the show. I would not have uh, that option uh, if not for Twitter. Facebook isn't good for that. Instagram isn't good for that. Twitter is the place for that, unfortunately. That's, so I have to be on there. But I, every day now I'm thinking, can I get off of Twitter? How can I? If I can, is it feasible? I would like to just be able to pull a plug in. And Threads is a fucking waste of time. I'm like invisible there. I don't know. I'm, am I complaining again? I'm on my complaining rant. Anyway, that's my non-show for you today. Non-show it was. A non, non-show. I'm going to go uh, try to get a decent cup of coffee somewhere in the world. See, I have to go out to 7-Eleven or something to get a decent cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to order a, a coffee maker on, on Amazon and see if I can get it delivered overnight. That's what I'll, my uh, my first thing to do is. Then I got to check on my bed delivery. And uh, prepare shows for the people I just booked. So that's uh, what I got to do today. And then I'm going to get stoned out of my fucking mind. I'm going to roll the big bamboo. I talked about this the other day. I I couldn't get my... My little bamboos. Couldn't get my little bamboos. So all I had were the big bamboos. Now, you would think, well, big bamboos, that's not much. See, the thing is, the big bamboos, you roll them fatter with this. Because it's more, you can. (laughs) So you're going to, it's not only longer, it's fatter. So you get like three times of the weed in one joint. That's what it is. So I'm going to roll a big fatty. And uh, I'm going to, and this is what's been happening. I'm thinking I was just getting really good weed. No, I've been smoking the fucking big bamboos. They finally got the little ones in, but the big ones, you just smoke that much more weed. And I was like, wow, this, this is some really good weed. No, it's just that you're smoking three times as much as you usually do. Uh, duh. That will get you more stone. That's my lecture for you. And uh, YouTube, no, I'm not glorifying illegal behavior if you're if you're in a place where marijuana is not legal don't do it it's bad for you it'll make you grow tits unless you're a girl 
then it won't make you grow tits. But if you're a guy, it'll make you grow tits, which is fucking backwards. Um, and uh, don't do it. Okay, that's uh, YouTube. You happy? I told them not to do it. Okay, but don't censor my words like flask and sober. I'm out of here, man. I am so fucking out of here, aren't you? I'm gonna go turn on my radio. I actually do the same thing. Bye. Man.
listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 